Jeremy, get off me! But a younger version of oh, the mind. Oh shit, I just got stabbed in the back again. I'm gonna kill you and myself. I'm Jeremy Renner. This is true. I'm running for your local um, uh, a district attorney. Ooh, I haven't been practicing we. law for a lot of time, but I am undefeated in the courtroom. <laughs> Hey, hello, and welcome to We Bought a Mic and Entertainment Podcast, where every week we talk film, TV, music, news, t- uh, cinema, f- film, podcast, um, pop culture podcast. Movie, theme park uh, experiences. You mean theme park movie? Uh, no, I mean like movies where it's like you're riding a roller coaster while you're watching them. A fun mix of fun banter and uh, careful. Critical analysis. Mm. I'm Ernest Calderon. I am. Wait for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, make him wait for it. Hunter Mobley. Mm. From 30 years ago, cloned. Yeah. I like the pauses. Let's just let's just yeah. do an Obama the whole time. Let me be clear. I am. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am Drew Dayton. Uh, very proud of <laughs> Sasha and Malia. Mm-hmm. Is that good? Yeah, you get, sure. I feel like almost anyone can do Obama. Like it's one of the easier impressions. You just got to break up your words. Yeah, and talk pretty deep, but <laughs> not too deep. A nice baritone. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was a little too deep. A nice baritone. <laughs> well, we're here uh, on another amazing episode um, of the show. I just got back from vacation. Um, I, I had to take a break from the craziness of hosting a pop culture podcast. It is very taxing on the soul. So I'm here. Mm -hmm. I'm about two shades extra crispy, Mm -hmm. uh, halfway between anger from inside out and President Donald Trump. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's be honest on why you left town. We know that you're the biggest Jeremy Renner stan here. Yeah. And you... And the news dropped and you're like, I don't believe this. I am... I'm unplugged. Well, I've been disconnected. You said I'm, I deleted I'm, Twitter. I don't know. I, yeah. I have no idea what you're talking. You said about. I'm gonna go find Jeremy Renner because <laughs> I will not accept this to be true. <laughs> Where else will he be? But on Saint Petersburg, Florida. Yeah. I mean, honestly, he seems like he'd be from like some town. He seems well, like that's, a Tampa that's, boy. That's like 30 minutes away from Clearwater, which is the headquarters of the Church Scientology. of Scientology. Yeah. Right. I mean, he. Yeah. He could both be a Scientologist and also like a bartender who slips some extra in the drinks, you know? So what happened? Um, he, I'm hearing conflicting is, reports. As far as I have seen, he is in the midst of a custody hearing for his uh, child or children. I don't want to know too much. <laughs> well, the news is that he was trying to find his next wife on the Jeremy Renner app. <laughs> his ex-wife. Isn't found that the out whole point it. of the app? Yeah, exactly. This his wife cons- found out she was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> so TMZ, ended up breaking the news that uh, his wife filed as a part of these hearings. She filed a statement that said that at during a fight at some point, he had threatened to kill himself and her probably her first and then himself. Yeah. Well, apparently probably well, the result doesn't it. The report apparently didn't make a ton of sense because uh, from what I saw, 
he put a gun in his mouth and said he was going to kill her and then kill him. Yeah, I mean, why do like you a, put the gun in your mouth if you're going to kill her first? He's like, I'm going to, thing. I'm going to angle myself so I kill both of us at the same time. I, that would be impressive. That's a Hawkeye move That's right there. Hawkeye, you uh, would bend the bullet. Yeah. Also, in the report is the fact that during this he was coked up and he was drunk. Yeah, apparently he also did like. Apparently, this is a regular thing that he did lots of cocaine. Really shot. You know, you look at his face, you're like, that guy doesn't do coke. <laughs> He looks. He he's was, a more. He's a more a uh, speed kind of guy. He was. He was born on coke. His face has always been like absolutely Dude, wasted. He needs the coke strength to flip those houses. Yeah. Takes a lot of strength to do that. Yeah. So anyway, and his, to pull the drawstring on the on the bow, <laughs> you can't. Those. Have you ever tried to do that? It's yeah. hard. You need superhuman strength. And so this is what he did. And sometimes when you do, you know, a little bit of the happy stuff, it makes you a little bit angry. Um, and we don't fully excuse the actions of Jeremy Renner on this podcast, but we do question the motives. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I'm questioning how this relates to the upcoming uh, Disney Plus show Hawkeye um, coming in 2021. I mean, news, the thing is, most Marvel fans are aggressively normie to the point of not caring a single. They're word. like, like they yeah, I threaten care. my wife every time she doesn't have dinner ready whenever I get yeah. home from work. And then the wives are like in the sunken place. They're like, yeah, no, I just like Marvel. Yeah. Like, I don't care if he does that to me. Like, Jeremy, please be with me. Honey, turn the channel to Disney Plus. The new Hawkeye is on. <laughs> Honey, is this Jeremy? <laughs> Honey, wait, wait, Jeremy watches his own show. Yeah, yeah, he fucking does. I bet Jeremy Renner like has like a bronze statue of himself in his house. Not golden because he isn't making that much money, but like a nice like bronze. Yeah, clay. Maybe a copper. (laughs) Uh, That just made me think of the statue from Fleabag. Is that bronze or gold? That's gold, right? That's a golden. That's a golden. That's a golden lady. Yeah. Anyway, though, uh, I made. You can still make posts on the fan section of the Renner app, and it's thriving to this day. Like there have been many posts over the last twenty-four hours, though none of which were about this. So I made the first post on the Renner app about what happened. And no responses so far. Not shocking. You're going to get banned if you push this too (laughs) hard. Here's another thing about it. What if people before me did make a post about it? And guess where they are? They're six feet underground. Can you like, (laughs) can you buy hearts to upvote your own post? Yes, you can. That's what you should do. Make sure that everybody has to see your thing. The thing is you can't, you can't buy them anymore. I don't think, but I have some (laughs) saved up because I think when you get the app or at some point, like one of my only messages, you get some freebies. My only message on there is that Jeremy Renner gave me a hundred stars. Jeremy and Renner I felt himself. Special. I got to say, to your house yeah. and hand delivered. So when you open stars. up, your, you open up your DMs, his face pops up. Yeah. Why do you think I still have this app? Like that's just for the ego boost. Yeah. Know? So I mean, if anything, this just furthers the tale, the life and times of the great Jeremy Hawkeye tag 2018 yeah renner i think i think that this event means that hot boy summer is over the the summer of renner has come to an end i mean if you think about jeremy renner has had the most wild 2019 of any celebrity yeah and it's like it's all his fault and like most of it is bad (laughs) it's all his fault yeah like he's a dummy I mean, we'll we'll keep uh, we'll keep you folks posted on the next uh, insane development from the Renner I just, camp. I am a little bit worried about the development of Hansel and Gretel too. Ooh. You mean Gretel and Hansel? There, there's a movie coming out. 
that's called that. Is it them? Is this no, the, oh. it's just another They're retconning. Bullshit. What about Arctic Dogs? Do you think that release is going to get pushed back? Yeah, they <laughs> might replace his voice Shit. with like they got to get case space. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they'll yeah they'll do case space or they'll do no, Louis. The yeah. Louis M. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Something yeah. Something of that nature. One yeah, of those I mean, Louis, clean guys. Louis doesn't have a secret life of pets anymore, so he's he's, he's free. Yeah. He's totally free. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into a little catch That's up. Big news, but it is huge news, but it's a developing story. Yeah. yeah. So we'll we'll keep y'all posted. Um, maybe he he will shoot himself. I don't know. <laughs> maybe <laughs> by the time maybe by the time this comes let's explore out, explore what you, we think will happen. <laughs> let's keep talking shit about Jeremy Renner, so then we have to backtrack all of this when we're like, oh. Actually, his wife killed him in a crazy turn of events. Wow! I think he's gonna re—he's gonna revive the app and like get on there again uh, as like a false flag, like how Trump does whenever he does something bad. He does a news thing to distract us, and everyone will be. How do we know he hasn't already done that? Started the app again? No, impersonated a fake account. Oh, I mean, that's true. He could be any of these women on here. Yeah. Who are po- he got it. You, oh, I'm so, I feel so sad for everyone who doesn't have it because the only posts on there are just fans now and it's all middle-aged women. It's either horny posts that are like really unflattering pictures of Jeremy or photoshops of him like underwater for some reason or just <laughs> selfies by older women who are just, the, the post has nothing to do with him. The caption has nothing to do with him. It's a treasure. And you, you know, everyone else is commenting like, "You look really good, Deborah. Like, you look awesome. Wow, so yeah. wholesome. I, exactly. Hmm. It's a Jeremy Renner is not the kind of guy to do what he's being accused of. His app- hey, <laughs> on the bright side, people who are buying into these false ac- accusations, there are now tickets available for his worldwide stadium tour with his band. And guess what? I bought out the entire show yeah. that was in Haiti. I just want, <laughs> so I'm just curious I'm to see if he can actually play the guitar. They're, they are opening for the opener for imagine dragons. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. And they only have the one song, the heaven don't have a name. All right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's Renner. Let's get to catch up. I have some quick things I want to shout out. Mm-hmm. Some Netflix recommends. Um, just felt like, you know, we don't have a lot to talk about on this episode. So I figure I, I give these two shows a, a shout out. Um, the first one's called Abstract, The Art of Design. It's a little documentary show where each episode uh, focuses on a completely different medium and artist in the world of design. Um, so you, you know, you can kind of pick and choose, scroll through the episodes, see what pops out at you and what you want to watch. Mm. Uh, very interesting, very in depth. Um, I watched the one about the guy who works, uh, for Instagram and they brought him on to redesign Instagram. So mm. back when Instagram had, it's like big redesign and they changed the logo and the layout and everything. This guy, I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now. I don't have it pulled up, but he is super talented and you get a very uh, detailed, you know, boots on the ground look at what it's like to do something like this, to take an established, successful uh, site or app and kind of rebuild it from the ground up. And, you know, they were holed up in this conference room for three months, drawing every single possible iteration of what the new logo could be. So if you're into that, if you're into seeing that kind of process, I'm a fan of this is like this is like catnip. It's so good. The other episode I watched uh, wasn't nearly as compelling, but still interesting. Uh, It's about typography. So that's something that's I'm super into kind of relates to my day to day job. But 
uh, they feature this guy who designs new typefaces. Like, Ooh, isn't that a crazy cool. thing? That's, a, that, that's like, a crazy idea. Typefaces are still being designed. It's not like it's a finite thing. Oh, yeah. Me and Hunter in, in late yeah. high school took graphic or er, um, web design together and we got deep into like downloading new fonts mm-hmm. like hot off the press fonts. yeah oh, like like we would literally go fun. on like a website and like sort by new and see what was like brand new fonts and they that were, were free out that more, were, you some pay. of them oh, yeah um i mean you know sometimes you get a good one that's free like the most played out font ever Maybe. now is, is a lobster you know that oh, yeah. one the cursive the chunky cursive one that became the font for any new company mm-hmm. like five years ago because it was a new font and it happened to be free also. Yeah. Um, now it's played they, out. They definitely... Gosh. In this episode, they definitely talk about Papyrus, which is my oh sworn my enemy. <laughs> and they shout out the Ryan Gosling bit <laughs> from... Uh, Great the, sketch. Yeah, the, the, the SNL, SNL sketch with Avatar. Oh, I my life is defined by that sketch because I am that guy I'm driving around town and I see all these fucking businesses, all these tattoo parlors or sometimes churches that choose this fucking font. And I'm like, God damn it. Just pick a different I mean, font. that is, yeah, that is the whole thing with that sketch is if you are somebody who is at <laughs> least aware, I'm the same person. Also, uh, my mom still sends me, uh, letters for things that are in comic sans so uh, that's just a thing. All of the stuff that's oh, designed man. for the farm that she's on, it's in Comic Sans. My, yeah, my mom used to write in Comic Sans, and she would make me for like. But she's it's just so fun. Yeah, she doesn't anymore. The kids love it. She's recovered though. Oh, like, she she was in a, a clinic for a while, and <laughs> it's outpatient now. They kept but showing her like Bibu. Yeah, and <laughs> they showed her kerning, and she was like, "No, I don't like it." You know what's an underrated font? Century Gothic. Mm. Love Classic. that font. Classic. Yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll <laughs> talking, give you no. I'll give no. Welcome back to talking fun. <laughs> this is this is pop culture. This is culture as in it mass really culture. is. If you watch the episode and you see yeah. this guy's process yeah. of how he thinks of his ideas, he'll go to like antique shops and look at watch faces. Oh, because the way the mm-hmm. the the numbers and the uh, the other characters and letters in the watch, yes, it's all like very specific. It matters so much. And he has these old books like. 1800s, 1700s books of quote unquote fonts, typefaces that there's no digital record of at all. So they only exist in these books. I, uh, I'm a big, yeah, I'm a fan of this. I've also recently deep dived into like watch face culture, watch culture. It's too expensive to get into, but I now I know. Yeah, now with like <laughs> digital, like smart watches and shit like that. Well, yeah, no, I mean, also just watches. Like if you like, because if you get really into it, all you want is like a '60s era like Rolex Daytona or whatever, and that's gonna run you fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's it's a bummer, but I'll give you one font underrated. Ariel, it's like the bastard little brother of Helvetica. Yeah. If you show any two people both fonts, it's basically the same. Exactly. They you can't tell the difference. Right. It is Helvetica. Yeah. And it's uh, that's my go-to for any. It's it's not distracting, and uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Hot take: Times New Roman overrated. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just you know, it's the go-to. Well, font. I mean, think every person who's like going through college, and it's like everything has to be twelve. <laughs> font 12 size times new roman double spaced you get kind of like sick from just seeing yeah. the yeah. same no, font I'll over give and you, over again i'll give you a better like similar serif style font georgia 
I love Georgia. I like Georgia. Beautiful yeah, font. Georgia's a nice font. It is beautiful. I, I, I know we're getting a little bit sidebar on this font, is but what I, I am really, I am really interested because I've been wanting to check out this show for a while now because it yeah. seemed like it, so every episode is a different Completely kind of different. thing. Yeah, I, I, these are the only two I've seen, but okay. I'm, I'm uh, excited to like watch other ones because uh, it, uh, it, they just put out like a brand new season just now. So there's a whole there's two seasons out. The other thing I wanted to mention about the other episode, the the Instagram one, is the dude, um, the designer dude. He was talking about how he admires stand up co- uh, comedians because what? to him, comedy, the the art, the the technical side of comedy of like how you practice your jokes in front of an audience and how you tweak very tiny things to make the jokes work is very, very similar to what he does with user interface design on digital platforms. True. Makes because sense. It, Cause you get on something with an update and it has the most minute change and you're like, yo, fuck this update. I hate this. Yeah. Shit now. And they'll, they'll push like little things to small audiences to see what works and what doesn't before they do like the actual, uh, square garden. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's That's fun. So that was an interesting little wrinkle. Um, the next show I want to talk about is called Explained, which is a collaboration between Vox yeah. and Netflix. I've seen a few of these. Yeah, these are great. These are great, like little snackable episodes. They're all like less than half an hour, um, and it's great if you don't want to like commit to like a movie or like a longer show, but you still want to watch something and, and feel that uh, smart. Exactly, but that not actually is, be smart. That is intellectually stimulating, and you don't want to put on like some nonsense YouTube video or that like you're a documentary, even about. like a full-on documentary about something. Yeah, that is like very like emotionally investing. Mm-hmm. These are short episodes. They cover all sorts of topics. I just saw another one, uh, one the other day about animal intelligence. So this new season, they're dropping them, I think, weekly. Um, and they're, it's it's a great show. I mean, the one bad thing I don't like about it is that a lot of times they talk about, like, problems and issues. And they'll, they'll explain, like, why this is a problem, get you to basically understand every aspect about it. But then no solutions are oh, yeah. talked about. Here's the thing about Vox. But that's a different show. Vox is a relatively progressive company, of course. Their reporting obviously leans left. However, they are not in the business of making business stop. Right. Like, they're never going to come down hard on anything that's anti-capitalist. Their CEO, uh, Ezra Klein, was like very anti the Vox union when they formed. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, at the end of the day, they're just another company, so they're not going to say we need to like be in the streets or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but... It's like I said, it's just a nice little yeah, show they're, they're fun, to have on. Yeah, they're fun enough to watch for sure. And like good production design, good graphics. Yeah. Design. Like honestly, they that, just, they look pleasant to watch. Yeah. That's one of the, the most impressive yeah. things about it is the editing. Yeah. Everything about the editing. Yeah. Is just well, that's so engaging. That's a hallmark of Vox's YouTube content as well. They have a lot of good videos that just look like a million bucks. And they always get like some A-lister to narrate the thing. So yeah, they've had Emma like, Stone, right? Yeah, they've had Emma Stone, Hillary Swank, Lakeith Stanfield. Um, so yeah, those are two uh, little Netflix things to recommend this week, Abstract and Explained. Uh, similar shows, but also very different. Um, they kind of scratch a very similar itch there. You could say they're the Helvetica and Ariel ooh, of shows. Yeah, let's bring this back around to fonts. All right. I want to talk about this next thing. Um, I don't think it's worth a whole uh, you know, soapbox segment. But it's a movie I mentioned during our review of uh, Joker last week. It's called I'm Still Here. 
It's the Joaquin Phoenix, Casey Affleck collab that took the world by storm about a decade ago. And it's available on Hoopla, which is one of those um, uh, public library free streaming services. Like Canopy. and Yeah. So I watched it on there. If you are interested in the the art of acting and performance and you find Joaquin Phoenix fascinating and you'll basically watch him in anything, watch this. Okay. But it's not like a movie that I would recommend to just about anybody because well, uh, it's, it's a slog to get through yeah, and there's so, not much there like to engage you. And, and So I fit the qualifications you've given, but should I watch it? If, yeah, I mean, don't go into it ex- expecting a great movie. Okay. Go into it as like a piece of like, just like a, a cultural artifact is what it is. Mm. It's a man who basically was playing a character in his day-to-day life and got people to film him. And some things are orchestrated and some things are genuine uh, kind of uh, in the vein of uh, Nathan Fielder type yeah, yeah. Uh, of, you know, like a Borat type thing yeah. where you're fucking with reality as this heightened character. Mm-hmm. But that line is so blurry that you don't really know when it's one and when it's the other. Like th- there's an extended little subplot with P. Diddy in this movie because Joaquin is trying to be a hip hop star. He wants to pursue a rap career. He wants to quit acting. And he says, well, if I make a, uh, if I make an album with one of the greats, then it'll be great. And he calls up everyone. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to work (laughs) with him. But apparently P Diddy agrees to at least meet. Yeah. He's not going to turn down a check. And, Man hustles. Spoilers. They don't make an album together, (laughs) but they get P Diddy on camera. Mm Mm-hmm. And the scenes are so odd because you're th- you're thinking the whole time like, did they prep P Diddy on what this movie yeah, is? Does he get does it? Does he know so that he kind of like plays along, or is he being duped right now? And did you, you the, the whole where'd movie, you end up on it? You- I feel like he was duped. Wow, I really feel like he was. They they got him. And a lot of this movie is like this. And there's certain scenes where like the audience is being duped. And I don't know. It's it's a very interesting thing and, and it really just explores fame and celebrity in a really interesting way and and what we expect from famous people and from actors and how we expect them to behave. I mean, obviously the 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 most famous thing of this movie is Joaquin's appearance on David Letterman mm. and just how he was so out of it. Iconic. Um and that, I mean, Letterman had no idea what was going on. He, I mean, obviously he knew, he must have suspected like, okay. This. Yeah, Letterman was the wrong person to do it in front of because Letterman's whole thing, start, like from the jump was always like, I don't buy into celebrity. Like I will, you know, I will I'll make, break it down. I'll make fun of you. I'll treat you like a person. He should have gone on Leno. Yeah. That would have been But fun. no, I, I like the Letterman bit because Letterman like, kind of doesn't let Joaquin off the hook. Well, that yeah, that's what he I'm kind saying. of like he he yells at him. Yeah, like if he really wanted to like fool a host and like make it awkward, he would go on Leno cuz yeah. Letterman is like hip to comedy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So there's there's plenty in the movie to appreciate. It's as a movie it's hit or miss, you know, but just the the idea behind it is so unique 
so creative of just having this master actor doing weird shit and you not knowing what's genuine and what's orchestrated. So in what capacity is Casey Affleck? In he's it? the guy holding the camera the whole time. He's just the cameraman. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's credited as the director too. He's like the silver haired guy in catfish. They <laughs> might've, they might've gotten a, a camera guy for some moments. You know, there K- Casey was probably like just off camera. Um, I don't know. Watch it for yourself. See what you think. It's I'm still here. It's uh, just one of those uh, kind of uh, benchmarks in in Joaquin's storied career. And it's yeah. interesting. Uh, uh, we just saw Ad Astra, and uh, the reason why he why Joaquin goes on Letterman is to promote a James Gray movie that he was in. Uh, called Two Lovers. Oh yeah, Two Lovers. Yeah, yeah that was the the first big James Gray movie. It's just called Two Lost Lovers. <laughs> and uh, and Letterman is like, did you even see the movie? And he's like, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> didn't see it. That's rad. Yeah. All right. So I'm still here. The prequel to You Were Never Really Here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is itself tied to the Joker cinematic universe, mm-hmm. featuring I, uh, elements from the Master cinematic universe. Yeah. I mean, that school. is funny. Think about like whenever Joaquin started, people were like, "Oh, that's Rivers Phoenix is the the other yeah, the other like Phoenix. The uglier. He's the Casey Affleck of his family. Exactly. Except and it's just his like Ben didn't die. Oh, you're good. Shit. Rest in peace, River. We yeah. we miss you dearly. You're very talented. Um, so, uh, very quickly, um, I've talked about it before, but, uh, the season finale, of course, season finale of succession just happened. Pending Ooh, review of that. I still uh, whenever have to watch these it. Kids watch it. I was watching it live. I was um, on vacation. I don't oh, own a TV. Excuse. Okay. Um, the other show that wrapped up last night on HBO, uh, is the righteous gemstones, which I've talked How about before. Eps? Nine episodes. Huh? Okay. Wow. Um, Time is flying by. <laughs> Nine episodes. Uh, each of them are only 30 minutes long, so it's really quick, easy, digestible show. Um, this isn't like... I wouldn't say this is essential viewing. It's like... It's a really strong B to like a B plus of a show. And with like a lot of shit, that's what I want, especially for a comedy. Like to have a good high budget comedy is something that just kind of has died now, especially like HBO is kind of the only thing that's championing, championing it. Otherwise you get stuff like even as much as I love it, something like always sunny in Philadelphia where it's like much lower budget and lower stakes and everything else. So it's nice to have a little bit of this. Um, it's got, uh, I really like the way the show, uh, ended. It definitely feels like one, uh, whole story but i feel like the show is going to get renewed uh maybe it's like it is. maybe it is i don't know if it's been confirmed i haven't actually looked up too much about whether or not it's been confirmed but especially since it gets to swim in the wake of succession and people that do, just turn that on and then leave hbo on um that definitely helps the ratings not that hbo has ever really cared as much about ratings but um just wanted to shout out Danny McBride, John Goodman, Adam Devine, Eddie Patterson. That whole crew is amazing. Walton Goggins is a fucking god. I don't know why. I feel like Walton Goggins doesn't get work because he has the silliest name in Hollywood. He's very strange looking, too. He's an no odd looking dude, but he is the best supporting actor to have in your show and just come in there. 
be in three scenes in an episode and then just fucking kill it. Um, also, really shout out to uh, our guy Skylar Gizondo, who you might recognize as Jared from Booksmart this year. Nice. Mm. Uh, the rich boy from Jared. He plays the Love son him. of Danny McBride. Um, show's really well made. Uh, Danny McBride directs some episodes, um, as well as Jody Hill and David Gordon Green of Halloween fame. Mm-hmm. Um Really, I, I like I just if you're looking for just a nice, easy, breezy show, I definitely recommend this because it does have some elements of heart to it. Um, and yeah, it's a good Did show. Did you ever recommend watch um, the Eastbound and Down? No, this is actually the first I've seen like an episode of Vice Principals. But this is really the first um, the first time that I've really delved into a Danny well, it McBride you. vehicle. Yeah, and it did. Like, yeah. it, I mean, this is something where I if I watched the first episode and I was like, oh, this is good. I watched the second episode. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll follow along with the show, especially because it is it's a comedy and it is only 30 minutes, which thank God watching a good show that's only 30 minutes long. That helps for uh, daily life things. Yep. Um, definitely recommend it. Um, of course, this show also just wrapped up because next week we have the premiere of Watchmen. On oh, that's already next week, October twentieth. Whoa! So, oh, are you ready, Ernest? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I let me. Uh, You're fucking man. Give yeah. me five minutes. I, I'll be. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. <laughs> I gotta look at pictures of Damon Lindelof <laughs> scripts. Um, not even Lindelof himself. Um, yeah, but. Check it out uh, if you're a fan. Uh, like I said, strong B, B plus kind of a show. Um, next, this is more than a B plus, guys. I saw the new time Tim Heidecker vehicle. Mm. It was only in theaters for one day around the country before it'll probably be released by Adult Swim, I'm guessing. It's on, you can buy it for $5.99 or $6.99 on Amazon Prime. So it is out now. Yeah, it's already there. Okay. Um, but that is, we've talked about it before, but Tim Heidecker's Mr. America. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did. I did a quick primer on the on cinema cinematic universe. So, yeah. So I was going to say I had I was familiar with it. I had maybe seen like an episode or two back in the day because this has been going on for like forever, a decade at this point. Um, so I watched the show or this movie and I was like hooked. I think that this is one of the best comedies of the year. Oh, I man. I love this movie it's so much. It um, came out of nowhere. It, was, it is. It and was kept under wraps. Very it's long. not yeah. being. It's not really getting that great of a reception either. But I think that's because. I mean, you know, if you watch Tim and Eric or anything that Tim Heidecker does, it has a very particular style mm-hmm. and tone to it, which turns a lot yep. of people off. Um, but it's kind of almost similar to what you were saying about the Joaquin uh, documentary, where. I don't know where the lines are on who is in on the joke and who isn't. Um, I will say uh, there are some definitely some people from the uh, the on cinema world, specifically Greg Turkington is in this movie. Nice. Pops awesome. up as himself. He is so um, like his acting is unbelievable in any on cinema <laughs> content. He is doing he's doing like the straight the hard straight man work. But I will say so I watched this and I immediately went home and watched uh, like a marathon of on. I watched on cinema at the cinema for like hours straight of older episodes, just going through. Yeah. It's all on YouTube. It's all on adult swims, YouTube channel. Um, but really just diving in, I will say like, you don't have to have followed the story to get it. But if you even have like some idea of what it is, Tons it definitely adds a lot to it yeah. specifically. Like, so I just did, they just did an episode where they did the Joker and, um, our guy I saw who's, that one. Yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? The guy who I know he's in uh, what we do in the shadows. He's um, one of my 
big boys. Like one of my most underrated comedy actors. So underrated, I don't know his name. <laughs> Hold on, vamp for a bit. Vamp for a bit while I look on up his name. On the show? The show what we do in the shadows? Uh, yeah, on the TV show, on the what show, we do in the shadows. He's in Better um, Call Saul. He's the bald guy who's funny. Oh, yeah. Mark yeah, yeah. Porsche. Mark Prosh. <laughs> Mark Prosh. Yeah, Prosh. That's Mark Prosh. He is, he has like a, a, a an aura about him that he plays into his looks in the best kind of a way where he looks like he's a dweeb. It's the same thing that he does in uh, What We Do in the Shadows. He plays a daywalker. He's always a similar Where guy. he's like an energy vampire and sucks nice. the energy out of people and that's how he feeds. Yeah. He, he actually, fun fact about him, the year Nathan for you got picked up, absolutely they made two shows that were very similar, and he hosted oh, the other one. Man, they were his version of it was like a daytime talk show that where they brought in the people to get tricked instead of going out into the world. But I, the pilots online, if you can find it, watch it. So, it's so good. So I mean, if you, I mean. Some of the listeners uh, might be Nathan for you stands like we are Nathan for you. Nathan Fielder has been championing this movie, which is all that you need to know about it, because it does blur that line where I'm like, I, I don't want to do research on who is an actor and who doesn't know the bit because mm-hmm. it adds so much to the story. I mean, every person who's just out there in the city in California where he I should give a little bit of a premise. Uh, this is a whole thing with Tim Heidecker. Um, it plays a little bit on the on cinema at the cinema universe where he has actually uh, been accused of murder uh, because he he passed around vaporizers that were TCH vaporizers, not THC <laughs> TCH vaporizers at a at a music festival. And it killed like 18 people. Oh. So he's accused of murder by the district attorney and he gets off. He gets away with it. And so he's just like, this district attorney is like a piece of shit. I'm going to run for DA. It, are these things that happened on camera or is this all off camera? It, no. Lore? Well, the, the vapes themselves, I don't know if they happened on camera in the universe, but uh, the trial happened. Right. It was live yeah. streamed. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. For hours on it. Yeah. yeah you, the trial happened. That, yeah. And this is all after he's be, he is a, a celebrity in the universe and he had the Dakar movies that blew up. <laughs> yeah. et, et so Decker. I, Decker. Well, they, it's pronounced Dakar. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I um, <laughs> this. I it, the whole thing is about him running for D.A. in this town and like legitimately he is running and he's going around campaigning and trying to host like town hall debates and everything else. It's so good. I like this. I will say, so I saw this at the local art cinema here in Orlando at the NZN theater. It was the most lit screening ever. Cause you guys have been there before. It's mostly like old people doing yes, like subtle yes, little claps yes, afterwards. Yes. People were hooping and hollering and there was a standing ovation wow. afterwards. Oh yeah. I mean, Heidegger has super fans. I, and I mean, it was, I will say it was a much younger crowd. It was mostly like college age kids. Uh, that were in there that were really appreciating it because I can't imagine like an 80-year-old woman walking in there. <laughs> Although there were some older people that seemed to be enjoying themselves. But um, yeah, no, this is... It made me laugh so hard in so many different points throughout this movie. I really, really love it. Cannot Mr. recommend it America. Enough. It's streaming on Video On Demand right now uh, for $6, $5.99. I, I might Not have bad. to check it out. Oh, right. I'm definitely going to buy it. It might... It, well, it's it's a rental. I, it might pop up on um, some streaming service. I feel like it'll show up on Adult Swim eventually. Spend money, people. Um, but yeah, give Tim, give Tim Heidecker your money. Like This movie deserves your money. It's also it's a quick hour and a half. Oh, oh nice. It's a nice like 93 minutes nice. in and out. That's what I'm talking about. Um, Anything else you watched that really changed, is this a, is changed you got your another life? quick 90-minute uh, fun time Yeah, this one I'm going to... All right, so clear out the paint, guys. Here we go. So this week... 
I told you guys about this uh, a little bit off mic, and I told you all about it before this happened that I was planning on doing this. So for a while now, I've been planning on doing a 40 X experience. Yeah. None of us, we all told you not to. We said <laughs> everyone please. said no, including people who have been to 40 X. They're like, do not do I, it. I have. And I hated it. I did it by accident. <laughs> um, and I didn't like it. So let me first say, so I saw the movie Gemini man in 40 X. Cool. I don't know why I chose this as the movie to experience. Cause I was like, this is Ang Lee's vision is to see <laughs> this movie in 40 X. Yeah. I, made fuck it I can't frames. see it in 120 frame 40 uh or 4k because that doesn't exist yeah. anywhere well, as we all know though the fourth dimension is being poked in the back so <laughs> let me first talk about the movie gemini man um i'm just gonna get into spoilers um here's the thing this movie is bad uh this is not a good movie Sad. um it has probably one of the most unforgivable scripts that I, especially from like an A-list director that I've seen in a long, like the script is comparable to the second Pacific Rim movie. Oh my God. It is Hunter. truly a horrendous script. So I'm just going to lay out the little plot synopsis for you guys. So it starts, we have a uh, Will Smith, big Willie himself, yeah. Henry Bro- Brogan, old Smith or young Smith, old Smith. Okay. That was, um, yeah, I told is, you this earlier. Do not tell me how many Will Smiths are in this movie. Okay. So I'm assuming one, like so I always do, <laughs> but I always so don't want to be got, We got modern aged Will Smith. There's he, two on the poster. They weirdly <laughs> aged him up a little bit because Will Smith looks the exact same as he did 30 years ago. Um, so they had to do both. Ways. They had to do it both ways. Um, <laughs> So we have old Will Smith. He's uh, on there and he's a greatest sniper like the world has ever seen. Like he is this killer marksman and he's out there and he does his last hit. And, but he's off by just a little bit. He hits a guy in the neck when oh he meant to hit God. him in the head. So he's like, I got to get out of here. If I was off another six inches, I would have shot a little girl. So he goes to you know re- how soldiers are good people and don't he care goes to retire. Civilians. He goes to retire in Georgia. Oh, another thing. Uh, <laughs> this movie doesn't even try to hide whenever it's trying to save money by shooting in Georgia where there's no taxes. There's like, yeah, it's in Georgia. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's, that's fair. I like it. They're, they're not trying to pull an Avengers or anything like that. They're like, yeah, Atlanta. We're, so we're in fucking Georgia. Hold, um, hold on, though. So they make a clone, a robot of him because he's a sniper. Wait, 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 wait. Let me get <laughs> okay, into okay. Let me get into yeah, this. I don't want to so, get ahead of you. This movie has a lot of dramatic tension. He's not even like a jujitsu guy. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Sniper. He's he's a really good shooter, a good marksman, you could say. Um, you can have like a computer be a good. So sniper. he goes to retire in Georgia, goes out on his boat, and he sees uh, his old compatriot who also retired. Gets the uh, news that whoever the man that he shot on the boat wasn't actually a fucking terrorist, like he was told. <gasps> he was responsible for Project Gemini very clever with the names here and nobody gets it. People are like, what the hell could project Gemini mean? I have (laughs) no idea what that could possibly mean. Is it about being a a sassy bitch who lives for drama? Um, Like all Gemini's do. Yeah. Oh, so here's the first flaw of the movie. All the marketing has both Will Smith's in it. It's not revealed that the other young man who's attacking him is the other Will Smith until two thirds through the movie. Oh, but we know, but you know, from everything. I wonder if it's like a big reveal. Well, I wonder if Aang was upset about the marketing. So there is a you know, I, uh, skipping ahead a little bit. There's a point I will say my girl Mary Elizabeth Winstead is in this movie as the like quote unquote love interest, even though her and Will Smith have no chemistry. And also they are like 25 years apart in age. Mm-hmm. Um, so 30 have, in the movie, they have a thing where <laughs> they're sitting together. She's just like, I compared DNA blood samples from both of you. 
I did three different tests. They're an identical match. <laughs> did you have to do more than one? You're looking at them. It's the same guy. <laughs> no, young Will Smith. At first, he's wearing a mask whenever. So God damn. Skipping ahead a little bit. Of course, they figure out like they claim that Willie has gone rogue. So they got to kill him because he's learned about Project Gemini. He learned that he ain't killed Terrius, man. Um, so they're on the run uh, after he es- he escapes with Mary Elizabeth Winstead because she was also undercover agent lady. Um, they escape to oh. Columbia, Cartagena, Cartagena. I will say this was by far the best sequence yeah. of the movie uh, because they did. They shot this all in location. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get a nice aerial shot with some nice bongo drums in the background. There Coffee. is <laughs> some. In this sequence, it comes in chunks. I won't say the whole thing is well-directed, but there are some (laughs) amazing sequences of action directing that a lot of people are saying that this is, although this is a bad movie, this is where the future of cinema is going, and I hold back on that a little bit just because I don't think that everybody can wield a camera like Ang Lee does. Um, By future cinema, they mean high frame rate? (laughs) Well, a little bit of that because the whole thing is that and this kind of leads into one of my major flaws of the movie is that this whole movie is a it's a thousand video game cut sequences sutured together. Mm-hmm. This movie looks like a video game mixed with a soap opera. And maybe I should say I saw this movie in I think it was 60 FPS, uh, which is like the highest frame rate that you can see it in America. Um Except well, I think for a couple there's, there's some 120, but no yeah. 124 K. Yeah. Um, anyway, we got to get into your so, dimensional. Experience, no, 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 so. no, no, no. Let me get into it. Cause <sighs> this does lead into another thing that I want to say about the movie is that they have Will Smith. This isn't like mocap that they do with young Will Smith. It's he is full, entirely yeah. fully digitally rendered. And because of that, he can move how any like person, how you imagine them could move. And for the most part, it looks great. Um, skipping ahead to the end, uh, there's one sequence that is in broad daylight where you see young Will Smith. And I was talking about this with friend of the pod, Harry, and like his face looks like it's morphing into itself. Uh. Um, his jawline makes no sense. And it changes constantly throughout the scene. Jesus. It is truly horrifying looking like it is the most uncanny thing Just in the world to look at everything because else is fine. It's, it's all shot. This seek, this last scene is shot in broad daylight. Um, and that's where technology hasn't quite caught up to that mm. is making a that's face look normal. Yeah. <laughs> whenever it's crowd like clouded in shadow or in the shadow of the night, it, it looks, passes. it looks pretty solid. Um, uh, you know, advancing just a little bit in the movie, just to give you guys some context. Eventually, he finds out that is a uh, young Will Smith clone. Some really hammy dialogue, including one line that is truly atrocious. That's in the trailer where young Will Smith uh, looks at um, not Benedict Wong, who's the the main bad Clive Owen. Uh, pretty much. Um, <laughs> he like looks at him. He's just like, "You made a person." Out of another person, <laughs> you made a choice. Nah. <laughs> Truly, just 
the worst dialogue that I've ever heard in my life. And then they were like, um, all right, that's great. Let's move on to the next and, one. And uh, the, the, <laughs> me and, uh, uh, go back to Harry. Cause he's the only other person I know who's actually seen this movie. We were talking about the last sequence. Uh, eventually they defeat Batman. They shut down project Gemini, but the clone still lives. Uh, they, they realized that he was planning on making a clone army full of Will Smith. There is a third Will Smith that they introduce that it's Will nice. Smith, but with no emotions. Uh-oh. It's the and they they do the the almost the Joker thing where they establish what is a good idea where they say, look, we're gonna build super soldiers that don't feel anything. That's gonna prevent all these people from having PTSD, like soldiers coming back from war. It's gonna save so many families that don't have to worry about a dad or a mom not coming home. Brings up a good idea. As soon as he says this, Will Smith shoots him in the face. <laughs> so not a lot of uh, not a lot of back and forth there. Um, the end of this movie ends with young clone Will Smith uh, going off to college. He's going off to, they're enrolling him. <laughs> nice. In this, he's like thirty. <laughs> no, he's still like twenty, twenty-two oh, at this okay. point. Um, uh, and, uh, and he fucks. old Will Smith and Mary Elizabeth Winstead, uh, do like almost a mom and dad thing of, have you decided what your major is going to be? Well, I was thinking about engineering and they're like, no, you want to start with humanities. Uh, um, that, and then he's just, <laughs> there's one scene where, uh, old Will Smith looks to young Will Smith and says, are you okay? Or young Will Smith looks to old Will Smith and says, are you okay? And old Will Smith looks back at points him and says, if you're okay, then I'm okay. Oh god! Cut to black. <laughs> Directed by Ang Lee. Wow. No way. I mean, I'm in. So god, movies are great. So, you know, if I was just seeing this in a normal theater, I might not have gotten the full experience out of this. Mm. But luckily, as I alluded to earlier, like 45 minutes ago, I saw this movie in 40x. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're being for, violently shaken for around. For the listeners who don't know that are at home, uh, 40x it is a experience where you often get misted on. Your seats are on hydraulics, but yeah. not like fun hydraulics. Like you'll just be violently shaken, <laughs> or worse, uh, every time there's a boat scene, you're casually being rocked, like you're uh, with the motion of the water. Ugh. Truly nauseating. Also, um, that mist is not clean water. <laughs> I know it. That, I, I hated that. I don't even remember what movie I saw, but I was like, do not put that in my face. Um, we haven't even gotten to the worst parts yet. Uh, there's also a smell. And it oh, yeah. Leaves out a fume. It's farts. Um, which is, it's went off uh, in my showing whenever there was a big explosion. It's supposed to be mimicking a gasoline smell, but it smelled like stale farts. Yeah. Um, I mean, gasoline smells bad and you don't, you don't, I sniff my gasoline every time I fill up my tank. Yeah. Um, they filled up with theater with toxic fumes, but truly the worst part about this is that there is a metal gauge behind your seat that, uh, at certain moments for mine, it was every time that there was a punch or a kick. I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer. There's a lot of action sequences. Every time that happens and there's contact, you get jabbed in the back on yeah. the left or the right side. So it's, constant it's it's pretty constant (laughs) but there is uh one thing about this movie where it is extremely boring because there's long periods of time where there's nothing that happens there was one moment in particular where there had been no action for like 20 minutes and i was sitting there 
And these seats are very uncomfortable. It's like super hard leather with no support whatsoever. So I started to kind of slouch a little bit uh. in my seat. And they're supposed to be positioned where if you sit straight up, they'll hit you on either side of your back. <laughs> Nothing too serious. I slouched over and I got hit <laughs> right in the lower spine. Oh, no. And Wait, hurt. is that why you're in the wheelchair? <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. So I am in a lawsuit right yeah. now against Ang Lee. Um, no, it like, it hurts so bad. And I started like, I, my back is still a little bit oh sore. God. And I saw this movie like four days ago oh in 40 X. Um, so this, this experience is only for like fit, guys like uh, crossfit dudes yes but i will say built. the next time that i win a, a movie wager of some kind i don't care what the movie is but i'm going to make you guys go see a movie with no. me in 40x that, um honestly you, what you said makes sense though because i feel like the type of people who would love a 4dx is like 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 fitness freaks yeah like, like, like crossfit people who are just to aggressively aggressively positive or people it's, it's people, like too positive it's people who don't like movies but like roller coasters yeah that's what and they want to be are. constantly like well i can't be on my phone because i'm being violently shook yeah um <laughs> Is that? Oh, uh, I did want to give a little sidebar. So the trailers beforehand are not uh, attuned to the 40x model completely. So it's like a generic. So I'm watching uh, the trailer. For example, sat down. The trailer for Harriet came on, mm. and every time there was like a dramatic like bass note, you got punched a little bit <laughs> and then just got your seat shook. It's like you're still trying to get settled. Like you're fine. I your saw somebody spill popcorn everywhere. <laughs> Whoa. That's like the classic um, Regal ad where he's yeah. like, Whoa! AMC. AMC, yeah, where yeah. he throws the thing behind his back. Um, yeah, I. Uh, one last side note that I will say on this. Uh, we went out to a bar later on that night for a friend's going away party, and I only had a couple of drinks, but I did come home that night and throw up because of the motion sickness that got <laughs> oh induced for me early on the night. So, this so is if part you of do the this, lawsuit. don't really drink yeah. beforehand or afterhand because... Yeah, uh, yeah, and you hadn't gone to the hospital yet, so you were just dragging yourself around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know how I drove there. Like I was just driving with my hands. And yeah, using I'm my surprised you didn't puke beforehand. Oh, yeah. man. Um, well, I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, yeah, it was sounds, a great time. Um, <laughs> go check out Gemini Man in theaters now. Uh, sidebar: This movie cost 138 million dollars to make, and it made fuck. 20 million opening weekend. It seems like a China movie, though. Uh, it's doing pretty solid overseas. I think that's about 50 worldwide or so. Last time I checked hmm. on the sounds estimates. like they should have called it China Man. Whoa, that's we <laughs> nope. Ernest, <laughs> nope, not gonna do that. You can't do that anymore. You can't say that nowadays i i i've i'm sorry i've like worn myself down just talking about 40 so i can like only a, imagine what's happening to i would you. imagine there's like a dw griffith film from like the 20s that's called china man and it's not trying, it's not about i was what trying you're to say like <laughs> china my china china my china man shout out to the south korean 40x experience <laughs> all right well we were gonna talk paddington too but we're out of time i'm feeling i'm feeling low the bear deserves a full episode yeah not the last two minutes of a 40x yeah. not not the sloppy second i'm sorry i wore you guys down i'm just gonna go home now like i, I made myself sad just do you need a ride by the way <laughs> seems like you you wheeled yourself here oh well can you take me there's a late night showing for gemini Man 40X. <laughs> yeah. I want round two. i knew you loved it <laughs> yeah, i knew I you fucking I, loved, I loved it. it all right well thanks for listening thanks for joining us be sure you listen to our review of el camino a breaking bad film a breaking bad streaming video 
Um, a Netflix uh, original, a Breaking Bad movie. Yeah, and I did that one in 4DX because I did a bunch of meth. Uh, when it's I watched 4DX it. at your house. Yeah. And also you were crying the whole time and <laughs> there was nothing on. Yeah, I didn't watch You're hiding under the covers. Uh, be sure to uh, follow us on social media at We Bought a Mic and stick around for uh, lots of fun things, including the new Taika Waititi film, Jojo Rabbit. Um, I guess Watchmen, if... Uh, we want to talk about that and also succession we got to talk about the end parasite and the lighthouse are coming out hopefully parasite is uh getting a tentative release for the end yes hopefully one night fingers crossed i really want to see it me too excited too all right well uh we love you thanks for listening bye 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 i'm a bosom i cross the street i lie in wait